I say a spiritual journey is starting to understand the concept of we are all one and your thoughts um, can produce energy that can then dictate how your life transpires. You're listening to the Be Human podcast, where we break down what it means to be human. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe and share. Just in case you're wondering where Kevin is, this episode is actually ladies only. Hope you enjoy. For those of you who don't know, Kelly Daniel is a world-renowned DJ. She's a teacher here in London, a wonderful netball player, but ultimately just a genuine soul and really enjoyed our conversation. I learned a lot. I'm sure you will too. And let's just get right into it. So Kelly, I would love to understand how did you get to this place where, you know, you're meditating in the morning, you're understanding about vibrations, understanding about energy. How did, how did that come about? Yeah, sure. So I would take it back probably to around 2017. So leading up to that, I had worked in the corporate sector. I worked for one of the um, professional big four um, organizations. And it was something that I guess from university upon opening um, the top 100 graduate employees, I was like, I really want to work for one of these companies. So anyway, I happened to, to you know, through my experience, um, attain a role working um, for this company. Um, and um, I had a massive, I felt a massive sense of achievement once I first worked there. You know, everything was very, because the company is well-renowned, I would go to uh, travel with work and things like that. And everything felt very special. You get really good treatment. And I was like, wow, this is what real rich life must feel like. Really good. But... <laughs> Under that mask of all of the, wow, you work for this company, that must be amazing. I genuinely didn't care for what I was actually doing. And I was massively unhappy, massively unhappy. And I'd I'd worked prior to 2017, I'd worked for this company for about four years in total. And what I would say happened was it became quite competitive because the people I were working with were really trying to push to get to the next level in their careers. And I remember looking at them thinking, I don't have no desire to get where you're going. I don't have no desire to stay here. And quite frankly, I'm only here for the money. Because mm. um, by that point, the status had worn off. Like there's only so many, I'd gone to all these lovely restaurants and traveled and all those things were beautiful, got nice perks, but inside very, very empty. And it got to the point where I would struggle to get up for work. I was always late, sometimes an hour, two hours, can't be bothered. I'd go home from work, wasn't going to the gym because I couldn't be bothered to have the energy to go to the gym. Um, Evenings, I would stay up till maybe like two, three o'clock in the morning just to get some Kelly time but then regret it because I'd then be struggling to get up for work the next day and this became a continuous cycle so then I started to feel run down obviously I'm not getting much sleep not eating well because I wasn't really interested in trying to cook healthy meals weight started ballooning and just overall my health just started to deteriorate and I could see it happening inside of me and then I guess once you start to get to that state where things um the core of your week is spent doing something you don't want to do and you resent having to do it so much that pent up um 
frustration resulted in me starting to feel very low about myself and hanging on to maybe one small negative feeling, then attracting several more negative feelings. So it was, oh, I don't like my job. I haven't amounted to anything. I should be married by now. Why don't I have any kids? All of these things that you pile on, largely probably influenced by social media, if I'm perfectly honest. You see all these beautiful lives that are out there and you wonder why you don't have a life similar to this. Anyway, all of this stuff amounted to me feeling absolutely, and I mean absolutely worthless. I was ultimately depressed. I wasn't trying to do anything that was fun. And I, I masked a lot of this to my friends and my close family for a long period of time. Um, it was a case where um, I'd see them and be all smiles, but they had no idea what was going on behind closed doors. And I remember it getting to the point where one day... I realised it was getting to the point where the feelings of me not wanting to be here were outweighing the feelings of being here. And it was so uncontrollable, but also being a black female, I thought it was a little bit taboo of like, how do I even approach this? Because we don't really do these kind of things. <laughs> you know, we've got a, yes, we're always strong. Everything, we can always hold it together no matter what. <laughs> well, your girl struggling. <laughs> so here we are. Um, and I called the doctor surgery and I never remember. Obviously, you know, these people are like robots. And she was like, what do you need? Why do you need an appointment? I was like, right now, I feel like I do not want to be here. And I do not know how long I've got left in the tank. I genuinely have nothing left. And I just started crying. Mm-hmm. And while she was very robotic, she was like, um, you know, of course she was going to book me an appointment, which she did do. But she was like, if you feel that you genuinely don't know what to do and it is reaching beyond that point, you need to go to A&E. And I think after doing that, I can't really say I felt much better because I didn't have an immediate answer. I didn't get any immediate relief. Um, so soon after that, I took a bit of time off work. And during that time at work, I just kind of plowed myself into things that made me feel good. So I thought, you know what, let me try and make myself feel good and buy a few, bought some clothes. Um, and I had also invested in DJ. I decided I wanted to do something I was passionate about. So I gave some, I paid for a DJing course. Like I slowly started to feel like I had something that was detracting my mind somewhat from the feelings I was having. They weren't permanently gone, but something was just occupying my mind space, which was great. I made sure I spent time with friends, family, um, uh, that I wanted to be, be around. I spent time with my godson. He was um, very young at the time. And, you know, there's always something very calming about being with babies because it's like, I wish parts of me wishes as an adult now that I could remain where their minds are at as babies. So fearless, so just intuitive, less worried about the rules and the confines of society. Yeah. So those are the kind of things I've done to kind of make myself better. And slowly I started to find that things were changing. Um, and Eventually, after going to the doctors, I was prescribed to have a treatment of CBT. Um, I remember when it was first described to me what it was, I was a bit like, so basically, I'm going to go and talk to someone about my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel low and you're making me go to talk to someone who doesn't know me about these feelings. Please, someone make this make sense. So anyway... <laughs> I get there. Also, I've walked in and the girl that is my therapist, again, God forgive me because you're not meant to judge, but she looked 
about 19 and I thought to myself as I walked in, what does this girl at 19 years of age have to offer me that's going to (laughs) help? Well, she was an absolute angel. Mm. Um, Mm. She... I had to put all of that aside because as soon as she started talking, you know, um, through what was making me feel the way I was and kind of unpacking my feelings and um, it started to dawn on me partway through um, the first few sessions that I had conjured things in my head that were not necessarily true. And what was happening is I was taking feelings, running with them, snowballing them. But actually, when you got down to what the root of those feelings were, I had created that. Um, And so that then started allowing me to unpack things. And um, she encouraged me. She was the first one to encourage me to start writing things down. So it's part of the program. Every week we would have some homework. You'd have to fill in. I don't remember exactly what the questions were because it was some time ago, but it was almost very, um, very much like what I do from a journaling perspective and journals I've used in the past about what you're grateful for, you know, what in things in your day went well, what things could you do better, um, and that kind of thing. And that really helped. Um, what I would say is after it finished, um, I did feel a massive sense of upset and worry because I thought once she goes, then what? Because it was something, it, it was routine. I was seeing her, I think it was weekly or perhaps bi-weekly, but it became routine that I would have my chance to, oh my God, this has come up. Let me talk to her about that. What could I do differently? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then soon after that, I started to kind of connect with people who were on spiritual journeys as well. And so they then started to share with me resources and things that I could do that could help. One thing that I would say that was instrumental in me changing. So it was actually before I just started my um, CBT, I went on holiday to Barbados. Parents are from there, my hometown. And um, I went there to kind of recharge. It was booked before I had um, got to that really depth of how I was feeling. I thought to myself, let me just go and relax. It's that their way of life out there is so slow and everything's calm and everything's chilled. Whereas here, everything is always full throttle, quick, now, instant. So my days were spent chilling by the sea, relaxing, going for drinks, seeing friends, family, like everything was just so calm. There was no schedule. It was beautiful. Anyway, cut to the chase. Um, It got to maybe a week into the holiday and I went out one night and on my way back to the vehicle, I was in a car accident and I was hit by a Oh my my gosh, Kelly, what? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. 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 That's yes. major. Yes. Whoa. Yes. yes. And it wasn't just me. It was me and my cousin who we were both together. And what it was, was the person had come down a no entry road. So even where they were coming from, you wouldn't have looked for traffic from that way because it was wow. a, it was a, a one way traffic. And I remember we was walking very close to a wall and I could see the vehicle coming to me and I'm almost just like, well, clearly I can't penetrate for a concrete wall. So this is me. At the moment the car was coming towards me, I was like, that's it. So that was it. That was when I really was like, wow, I'm actually going to (laughs) die. Genuinely, I thought that that's it. Anyway, 
Um, cut a long story short, um, I wasn't pinned between, I, I managed to move somewhat. And so I didn't get pinned between the car and the wall, but I got thrown. The car hit me and then I got thrown. Um, I ended up with just some bruising and scratches. I was in a lot of pain, but I was more petrified because this has now happened. I'm in a foreign country. I'm not at home. Like <laughs> at my big old, at my big old age, I felt like, where's my <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like where's my phone? <laughs> like I've never literally. I went into full on baby mode, but then for that split second, I was like, "Wow, I'm still here. Mm. Like I'm still here. Mm. I had felt weeks before that I didn't want to be here." And if anything was a wake up call for me to still be here and have another opportunity to get my shit together was then, was then. Yeah. So the universe was not ready for you to go. And I think if I'm perfectly honest with you, that had to happen. Yeah. It had to happen then. It had to. And I am not one part mad about it Mm -hmm. because I genuinely believe with things that happen in life, they happen for a reason. And that happened because it wanted to send me a sign. Mm-hmm. You're still, your, your purpose hasn't been aligned yet. You haven't been aligned with where you should, should be in life. And what you're going through is just a blip. And I promise you, when you understand the lessons from what you've gone through, you will understand why this has happened. And that's what happened. And that was where things started to change for me. It really started to change. And I remember even when we went to go and see the doctor, so obviously went to hospital and, you know, as I said, I didn't have any serious life-threatening injuries. I had pain and ailments and stuff, but you could see that it was something that I was going to recover from. But I remember when I saw the doctor and even describing to her um, and my attorney what had happened, they were like, I don't understand how you're even alive. And I was like, well, I do. (laughs) I definitely do. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So I wanted to mention that because that that was kind of the the flip. Then it was, yeah, CBT, reading, connecting with other spiritual people, um, identifying new spiritual leaders. That was kind of where everything started. That was the catalyst to get things going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You speak a lot about spiritual journey. Can you help us understand what that means to you and what you would define spiritual in a journey? So I'd say for me, I didn't grow up in a religious household. I remember a lot of my close friends are very into church and there might be times I might go once or twice. And um, I'd say that in the back of my mind, I'd always be thinking back to being as a child, going to these, going to church at some point and being bored stiff. And being like, why am I here? And why are we here for four or five hours? hours. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, I'm hungry. You're telling me I can't do any of the things that I enjoy. This most definitely is not what I signed up for. Um, So these float, these things would always come floating back. And I think people would talk about certain things. And I always used to be in the back of my mind. That's nonsense. What do you mean? Like you really you can say that you want something and you can manifest it or, you know, you can really dictate your life. Cause in my mind, I'm a logical person. Um, my mind works very much in process and 
being my background and the job that I work in, I couldn't ascertain how these things that are not physical have the ability to really change your life. So for me, I say a spiritual journey is starting to understand the concept of we are all one and your thoughts um, can produce energy that can then dictate how your life transpires. And so then we've started to think about energy and changing thought if you then consume media or surround yourself with people or music literature articles youtube that focus on these thoughts you can really change your life that that to me um was under the understanding of that and then obviously with that you've got your meditation in terms of giving yourself that time to really disconnect for me um i do think spirituality can be very linked with forms of therapy that you may have gone through because I feel like therapy helps you um, sometimes make way to to move out the noise and the distractions and really connect with you. I'd say they're the main elements for me in terms of spirituality is that really understanding mind body spirit how it all works together and because we are one if you do good with positive vibrations to others that then can may not be instantaneously bring more positive energy to you as an individual so it can't just be about doing for you and and looking after you yes you are important but there's a absolute beauty um, and gratitude for doing things for others. And we've started to understand all of that. That's It's been life-changing for me because it's made me more conscious of my feelings, how I can adjust them and just share what I've learned um, with others because you'll realise now with how demanding life is, um, you come across people who are literally like almost feel like they're drowning under the pressures of life. And sometimes you can just have a conversation with someone and just drop a few gems and you can see their mind starting to open up. And I always say to people, particularly women that look like me, um, it is not about the images you see of someone um, in a yoga pose or with the music and um, people that are totally vegan and all these aspects that we're you know, accustomed to see it. And it can be wider than that. It can be so much wider than that. Like spirituality isn't limited to a particular demographic. Kelly, there is a a book called Mm -hmm. My Grandmother's Hands, Mm -hmm. uh, Racialized Trauma and the Pathway to Mending Our Hearts and Bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, There are therapists, Rizma Menekim, and Mm -hmm. during their therapy sessions, they talk about when people come in with an unsettled nervous system, mm-hmm. what they are attracted to from him is what he calls infinite source. And what you just described, you know, by dropping gems, you see the eyes opening, is they're attracted to what you've found, which is infinite source, but it's always present. Like you don't have to, you don't have to cultivate if an infinite source, this yes, it's there. We just haven't. Haven't. Yes. 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 And I think for some people, um, it feels weird to do some of the practices that help you start to connect with self. And so because it, because it feels weird, it will feel weird. Don't get me wrong. There's times I'm, sitting here like 
listening to whatever music or um, like really starting to try and focus on, you know, I guess diet beyond just trying to get slim and things like that. You start trying to be more conscious of what you put in your body because then the energies that that comes with and it's all these things do feel weird because it's it's almost been like you always saw that one person who you could tell live that way of life and they always looked free-spirited and stuff but you'd always be like damn they mad (laughs) 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 they're they're not all together but little did we know that they had it together and we were nowhere near them (laughs) you makes you think to yourself now I wish I knew what they knew when I was frowning at them um it starts to take away that level of judgment and all those kind of things because you realize like in an ideal world, I know I've still got so much more to learn when it comes to my spiritual journey. It, it, it never stops. Ultimately, I think it's always going to be one of those things I'm going to continue to, to have to build on and to work with. But at the same time, um, there would be a beauty if we could all be on this journey because I think it would transform people people's lives so much and bring about so much more calm and peace and yeah it would be beautiful but how do how do people who aren't religious understand a higher power I think because it's not attached to I think it is the beauty of it not being attached to the confines of a religion in the sense that growing up for me um there were times when at university I would meet groups that were um, associated with Christianity and I think sometimes it used to be rooted in a lot of heavy beliefs that I didn't really um, agree with it was a lot of I almost felt like just because there might be some real core principles of what you say I agree with but there's some other stuff that I'm just like that's definitely not me and I don't want to sign up for all that so I think spirituality is beautiful because um, I feel like it doesn't have one set of rules. And when you think of the universe and the rules that come with that higher power and all those kind of things, I feel like it doesn't set you to have a, a prescriptive set of rules. It's almost like these are the basic principles. You interpret it how you see fit and you take on what you want to do and maybe leave some things to the side. It's almost like if you want to take the next level up, there's options there for you to do that, but it's not forced. You're not looked down upon from one spiritual leader to another because you haven't done X or you haven't done Y. They're very much about forgiveness, growth, learning, keep going, keep trying, you know, get knocked down eight times, get up nine. That kind of, Mm. that's, that's what I feel with what I've learned so far. And that's why I think it's appealing because you don't feel like there's a real right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think with religion, it can come across with, well, if you have sex before marriage, you bad. (laughs) 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 Oh, if you want to date someone that's the same sex, you bad. I can't deal with all that. Just let people be who they want to be. Be happy. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we're in a world with, such beautiful diversity that it's like things are going to happen people are not just going to stay confined with just the people you know that look like their demographic and that's fine that's life and I think things like spirituality allow once you understand how the universe works and things like that you then start to I don't know it lets down barriers it it creates unity and I'm here for that 
It does. When you aren't confined to a certain set of rules and regulations Mm -hmm. that are promoting exclusion, Mm -hmm. when you don't have that mindset, your Mm -hmm. thoughts can be abundant in terms Mm -hmm. of creation, in terms Mm -hmm. of communication. Your energy is Mm -hmm. a lot more fluid. I think you, Mm -hmm. you step into more states of flow when you aren't bound by black and white, this is mm-hmm. wrong. This is right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think the universe is orchestrated to to be that way. Hundred percent. And I think why this was so groundbreaking for me is because my brain had always worked very logical and focused on rules. A lot of the rules were probably made up by, as I've mentioned before, society. Uh, media all these kind of things I believe them to be the way I needed to do things but once I started to tap into this journey I was like actually screw you and your rules <laughs> and to be fair a lot of the rules I'm going to be very white mm. cis gendered men put mm. these rules mm. together and mm. I'm sorry this black body is not going mm. to be confined by your rules I agree with you, trust me. And I think um, once you start to realise the powers that kind of govern a lot of the things that we look to for our rules, you start to realise, actually, let me create my own world to listen to. And then once you do that, it's almost like you can surround yourself more regularly with positive vibrations. And once you do that, I feel like you're such a force to be reckoned with because anything negative that happens to you, it's almost like you'll switch off and be like, right, this is what I'm going to do differently to fix that. Because obviously the world we live in, it isn't always going to be a bed of roses, but every single thing that happens, you can learn from it and grow. You can learn from it and you can grow. So how do you do that in practice? You know, when you have a negative thought uh, and when it's rooted in a negative belief, How do you turn that around and maybe see the positive in it? I think it's just always having in the back of your mind that every single thing that happens to you is a lesson. Every single, you can learn from every single thing that happens. And if I even take it back to when I mentioned about what happened with the accident, like at the time I was like, how are we trying to take me out already? But then I had to remember I asked for it. I did ask for it because my behavior and my mindset was saying I didn't want to be here. However, I got an awakening that said to me, I'm not, I'm not finished with you just yet. Here's your chance to understand that there's so much more left for you. So I think it's looking at what's happened, what you can learn from it, And then still thinking about where you want to go so that you can tap within yourself and ascertain exactly what it is that you want. So because there is there is scripture that says, ask and you shall receive. Now, (laughs) (laughs) and trust me, you got to be careful. Words are powerful. You got to be careful what you ask for. (laughs) Uh, Right, Kelly, because you really will get it. And Mm -hmm. I, and I think thinking about your story, you asked the universe, I want to work for a top four company. Well, you got Mm -hmm. it. And Mm -hmm. then you realize, wow, that's not really what I want. Mm -hmm. And what I'm wondering is how do we 
tap into what we really want? How do we go deep within to say, this is what I want and be able to manifest that? How do you do that? I think you need to learn to quiet the noise and start to listen to when your body is showing you it is in a state of happiness. For me, my day-to-day has to involve an element of giving. In my journey, when I started to realize, my job was very much about working um, for a company that had a lot of money and a lot of people worked for this company. I was a very, 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 very minuscule um, part of a big organization. When I started to think about the things that made me feel better, I loved the the energy that came with when I was helping others. Um, It could be as simple as having a conversation um, with someone who might be struggling with something and help them realise that it's not as bad as it felt for them. Um, And then I think as I started to dig a bit deeper, I had always said I wanted to teach. What happened was my desire for money and um, owning a home and all these things, again, confines that put on you. Um, were the things that I was reaching for. So obviously working for the company I worked for was the right place in my mind to be to get the money to to allow me to do what I needed to do. But then I realised my heart didn't feel good. So when I had to then start recalibrating and thinking about what I wanted to do going forward, I realised I need to do something that makes my heart feel good. And as soon as I started tutoring, because that's what I started with tutoring and mentoring, and working with young people, my heart instantaneously felt good. Instantaneously. Wow. Um, and I think when I think back to my life, I can always think of when I'm at where I'm at now. And I do think back to those teachers and people that invested in me and, you know, really helped me to believe that I could do what I wanted to do. Um, and whilst we might have those cheerleaders at home, some parents, um, their dynamic and how they do things may not always hit as impactfully because they're so close to us. So when you do have those teachers that really, um, I guess, connect with you and really inspire you, like they can be life changing. And I want to be part of that. So I said to myself, actually, chasing money made me very empty. I want that wholeness feeling. And, and I don't think it's I don't think you have to. I think the mis- the belief that many people have, including myself, was in order to feel complete, I'd have to sacrifice money. And I don't think Mm. those two things are true. Uh, I think you can manifest money, you can manifest what you need, whilst also still walking in your purpose and and what- 100%, 100%. So to that point, um, I believe, don't get me wrong, at the starting point, particularly if you're someone who's changing career, um, you know, as, as abundant as the world is, as a, a teaching assistant, ain't no one going to come and give you 50 grand and say, you're so amazing. Let's just pay you. <laughs> We've got to, let's, let's just, let's just set out a few ground rules here. It's not that easy. However, what I do believe will happen is things will start to come to you, which either provide you with more richness that the lack of funds doesn't seem to hit you. The lack of funds will be like, you know what, I've got enough to cover, let's make do. Or alternatively, beautiful things will start happening where um, you'll either attract, it could be in tutoring, mentoring, um, or you've got another skill or, or something to offer people that can make money. Because you're walking in your... In, in your purpose. Come You're on. working in you. So, and as well, when I first started DJing, for me, 
what was beautiful was that where I was heavily rooted in trying to understand my spiritual journey, I started to notice like bookings. I'd be like, wow, I'm not sure how I'm going to pay my rent next month. Wow. Well, sorry. So, so let me take it a step back. What actually happened was when eventually with the corporate um, world, I got made redundant. That's what I haven't finalized yet. So I got redundant. And once I got made redundant, I then said to myself, do you know what, for the first part, let me just focus on DJing. I'm loving it. Beautiful thing. But obviously, um, when you're starting out, it takes a while before things get up and running. So in terms of there were times when I wasn't sure how I was going to make enough money to pay my rent and bookings would literally I d- sometimes I would almost wonder when the person would call me I'd be like how did you get my number like how did you where how because it was so random that these things were just coming and it kept me afloat and it was working and that's when I started to realize if something's for you it will it will start to happen so then from DJing um I'd done a bit of um teaching DJing to kids, mentoring, tutoring, and yeah, this is this is the other end. And whilst I'm not fully where I need to be just yet, my heart feels good and I know that I'm work walking in my true purpose. And so whilst financially I don't feel as rich as I felt before, the richness I have inside um, is so much more powerful because it keeps me going. It really keeps me going. It keeps me pushing because I know why I'm here. Um, And also on this journey, I think, because I've really started to understand the importance of me as an individual and looking within myself, um, I've actually created an apparel brand, which is also um, a platform to really highlight the importance of us as individuals are powerful. Like we do not need external validation the brand is called Within and the purpose that I'm trying to highlight is you are powerful. You do not need external validation to understand how power you, powerful you are. All sources of what you need come from within yourself. And that could be inspired by books, music, thought leaders, um, certain aesthetics and, and, and artworks and things that really you know point towards these messages can also help you but what I'm trying to say is ultimately start within and it doesn't have to be with the images you've seen of people as yogis and doing all of these things that you're accustomed to like tapping within can simply be just listening to what's what messages what thoughts are coming and how can you then tweak them to align yourself with where you want to be even if you've got nothing or even if you've got it all, before you make your next step, the one thing you always have to do is look within. You need to get your answers. Even if you said to yourself, I want to change career, before you even get to that point, the original thought starts with here. What, what is it that you want to do? What makes you feel good? Once you then understand within what it is that you want, you can then start to make a plan of how you're going to get there. And, and then surround yourself with the vibration, the vibrations and the energies that will then allow that to become a reality. I mean, you're preaching. I just had to let it sit there because you really are dropping jewels. Um, <laughs> so thank you, Kelly. You know, I think if I'm being a skeptic, I would say, yeah, that sounds great. But mm-hmm. I'm sure there are trade-offs. I'm sure you just can't walk in life and find within and not experience suffering. Of course. So so what does that look like? 
suffering is, I would say, as a major thing for me, and I wouldn't say is it, it, it I can't fully confine it to suffering because I know that um, in comparison, there's situation that are of a, um, a situation where people are probably struggling a lot more. But as an example, I've moved from a lifestyle where money wasn't an issue for me to now having a lot less money. So the trade-offs I now need to make are, I cannot go on those holidays that I used to go on. I used to be an avid sneaker collector. I can't buy trainers like how I used to. Um, I have to think before I go out and do things, whereas before I would just go and then I would deal with it afterwards. So it's, it is limiting, but it's for a time because what will eventually happen is if you, as we've already alluded to in this uh, podcast so far, is if it's truly for you, things will start to manifest very quickly. Very things that you probably don't even understand how it was meant to land will land for you. And then progression in any field, whether you're working for yourself or working in a job, that that promotion that someone would say to you, well, you have to have been here eight years before you can get it. You'll land it in two. And you'll be wondering why, but it's because it's your purpose. So for me, what I, I, I try to always reiterate is on that journey or on this journey, I should say, it's those things will could be an issue because you are trying to have to you're going you're going to have to sacrifice things but you have to keep your vision of what it is that you want firmly in your mind because if you don't you will like most people you will start to have thoughts of giving up and if that thought of giving up overrides everything you'll you'll kill your dream before it's even taken place so and most people if you do you do the killing of your dreams by comparing yourself and that medium is usually social media. Massively, 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 mm-hmm. massively, massively. You really have to pay attention to um, what you follow and consume on social media, even the news. Because it, people use the analogy, you know, if, if you drive in a Ferrari, you're not filling up the Ferrari with petrol that is cheap because Mm. the car will break down Mm. and the same with our bodies if you're not fueling your body with the proper fuel and Mm. that has to do with your energy I mean the Mm. earwaves what you're bringing in Mm. then of course you're not going to be running on at optimal capacity yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. because you're feeling yourself with things that are bringing you down, that are slowing you down. hundred percent. So when I was going through my depression, I used to sit and watch TV for hours, binging. Yeah. I'm talking <laughs> snacks and binging. Yeah. And then I realized to myself, once I started reading, I eventually, I'm like, now I don't have a TV in my room. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah. Kelly, um, would love to know what you would recommend someone early in their journey. What would you recommend for them to, to read? Was there a book? Uh, mm. Was there something that uh, you would recommend or a podcast? I would. There are various books and podcasts I would recommend. But what I would say is I think when you're starting out on your journey, I think what helps it feel more realistic is maybe identifying someone who's similar to you who may already be on that journey because it makes you start to break down certain confines that you might have had in your head of how things should and shouldn't be and realize that I don't know for me 
a lot of the spiritual people I come across um, who are really into their journeys, they're so free-spirited. Like their hair may be one colour the next, styled one way the next, various colours, artwork all over, maybe tattoos, piercings. They genuinely live their lives for them. And I think identifying someone who you feel is like you or has a lot of similar interests to you is a good doorway in because you're more inclined to listen. Kelly, so before I let you go, we Mm -hmm. ask everyone uh, that comes on the show this last question, and it is simply, what does it mean for you to be human? I think it's the journey of seeking and fulfilling something meaningful. And I think you need to be doing that alongside sharing love and acts of service and gratitude. That's the way that I would summarize it. So the seeking is continuous. You need to make sure you're fulfilled. You need to make sure you're doing something that's meaningful and not meaningful to everyone, meaningful to you, whilst also continuing to to share that with others in, in whatever way that may be. And yeah, acts of service and gratitude. And I think we all recognize you've done that today with us, Kelly. You have shared generously, really given what you have and really shown us that in order to keep what you have, you have to give it away. And 100%, 100%. really appreciate you being vulnerable and authentic today and sharing with us your story. I gained <laughs> so much. So thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. You are more than welcome. <laughs> So I'll let you go. Uh, we know to, is there any other place where we can find you? Should we just yeah. go to Within Threads or any other place? No. So in terms of my personal Instagram, it's underscore Kelly Daniel underscore. Um, also, I did mention that I DJ. So um, I can also be found on SoundCloud. Um, just search Kelly Daniel DJ, all one word. Well, thank you so much again. And uh, for those who are are listening, make sure you subscribe, share with a friend uh, and tune in next week. Um, We'll leave it there.